Welcome to another episode of Heated Conversations. I'm super excited. We have a twist in what we are doing. I talked about a little bit that we are going to start having a college gymnasts be on the podcast and kind of talk about their own experience to make a better connection for athletes and coaches um, to be able to understand kind of what some of these um, athletes went through and experiences that they had at certain universities that they're currently alumni and also what they did or what gymnastics allowed them to be able to do in their own careers. So today we have Janae Honest. Janae Honest is um, a gymnast who used to be uh, at UCLA um, under Ms. Val. And so we're going to intro uh, with, with Janae and have her talk about her experience at UCLA under uh, Ms. Val and that staff. And just um, please comment, please leave um, like and subscribe to the channel and please share, share, share. So then we can get um, more uh, um, conversations and also better questions. And please uh, leave questions that you may want me to ask future guests. So welcome, Janae. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Absolutely. Thank you for joining. Um, it's been some time since you and I have probably seen each other. Um, yeah. It's probably been since maybe like 2019, maybe. Yeah, uh, I think 2018, 2019, probably. Yeah, because I think yeah. I did uh, UCLA camp probably two or three, I think three years in a row, starting in 2018 or 19. Okay. Yeah. And I definitely did it after graduating in 2018. So, um, yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's been a, it's been a minute. It's been a pretty long time. Yeah. So UCLA, obviously it's one of those, uh, schools that has a lot of notoriety, especially just because it's, um, in California, in LA, um, it's next to the beach and all that. What were some of the reasons why you chose to go to UCLA? Yeah, so I, my dream to be a Bruin started when I was 12. Um, I didn't really start watching uh, college gymnastics until around 11, 12-ish, maybe around 10. Um, once the Olympic dream kind of came and <laughs> went and I was like, okay, college is where I want to go. And I remember specifically always want, watching Georgia and UCLA um Courtney Coupets was competing at Georgia at the time and they were like in their prime and just at the top but yeah. it was something about UCLA one I wanted to stay in California I didn't want to I didn't like the idea of flying to go to school and being so far from my family I wanted to be away from my hometown but you know close enough to still be close to my family yeah. and it was the floor routines it was College in general just looked so fun. So I knew I wanted to be part of a team, but UCLA, something just drew me to UCLA while watching them. Um, so it was those two schools, but it wasn't until I went to my first UCLA gymnastics summer camp and it sold me. <laughs> um, and I always like to tell girls and gymnasts that are wanting to go to college gymnastics to go to the summer camps because that's what's going to give you the full experience of what going to that school is going to be like you get to see the dorms stay in the dorms um, eat the food in the dining hall that was a selling point for me the food was so good in the dining <laughs> halls um you get to see the facilities and you know interact with the coaches and even some of the current team members on there and it kind of gives you a feel of the vibe um can you see yourself being at that school can you see yourself you know like does the school offer 
the um, curriculum and the classes that um, you need to, you know, because obviously we can't be gymnasts for the rest of our lives. Um, so what do you want to do post-grad, you know, and does that school offer, you know, the programs that you need if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, you know, whatever um, career you want to pursue. And so, yeah, once I got to the campus, and I think that's when um, summer camps back in the day, I feel like I can say that now, were um, like four days, like it was three nights and four days. It was a long camp. So now I feel like they're about two or something, but you were there for quite some time. And um, it was just so much fun. And I remember um, once I went to that camp, I said, yeah, I want to go to UCLA. This is the school for me. Um, I didn't even... Um, want to like and then I started just going every summer um and because again that was my way of um interacting with the coaches kind of showing them that listen I, I'm improving every year <laughs> um and I want to come here and I know that the rules have changed like um with recruiting wise but I know once you're able I think coaches can't respond back to you right but you can email them correct I think you can email them but they can't respond back to you if you can correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. no I think, I think you can but they can't interact so they until, can't interact okay yeah, until you're uh going into your junior year so summer going to your junior year June 15th um is gotcha. when they're able to have that communication back with you perfect yeah okay yeah so I um but yeah, so that, well, sorry, what was the question? Just so I can stay on track because I can ramble forever. Oh, no, it's good. Why did you choose UCLA? Why did I choose? Yes. So, um, okay, so I'm still on track. So basically, um, then I think I first went when I was around like level eight, level nine, because I was 12. So yeah, I was like level eight, level nine, you know, starting double backs and doing the whole thing because I was working upgrades. So by the time I was a level 10, I was able to do the high performance camp. And that was my first time, you know, experiencing Miss Val because that's when you're at that like recruiting stage and you're able to um, just have the high performance, like the level, like level 10, it's like the level 10 range. So you're just working with girls that are in that college phase and wanting to um, get that more one-on-one -on -one, um, experience rather than, you know, the full college camp and you're learning dances and it's fun and, you know, you're with the little kids and everything like that. So, but we had, um, we had, I remember we had to bring a journal and I still have it to this day. Um, and she really just took us through just different things on, you know, being a full, like what it means to be a student athlete, you're a student first and athlete second. Um, and she also just explained, you know, when it comes to things about mindset and, and when you're coming to a team that you're contributing, you're contributing to a team. So it's not individualized anymore. It's like a family. And she just explained all these core values. And I said this in my senior speech. And I remember I, um, I think it was when I was around 12 or 13, I was very obsessed with UCLA. I, I was like watching all the interviews and all the meets and stuff like that. And someone, it was in like a, um, um, like, um, an article. So it wasn't a video, but I remember a reporter had asked her, you know, what are you looking for, um, in a future student athletes? And she said, you know, someone that, um, accepts life's challenges and like, you know, faces them head on, heads on, um, that faces them like head on. I feel like I want to read this so I don't mess it up. So give me a second. Cause I still yeah, have yeah. notes for yeah. since like 2014. Cool. Okay. That's awesome. Yes. So what Ms. Val wants, integrity, strong character, and appreciation for life's challenges, someone who embraces challenges academically, athletically, and in life. So 
I remember reading that and I said, okay, like this is going to be my goal. Um, by the, you know, like until I'm able to, um, like be recruited, you know, and obviously I didn't have a crazy, um, a crazy amount of tunnel vision. Cause you know, I did want to keep my options open. Um, but UCLA was my main goal, but I definitely did, you know, um, visit other schools and everything in California that I did have offers at, but I just knew that after having that, you know, like little small team meeting at the, at the, um, high performance camp and her kind of just like going through like core values and, and, you know, what it takes to be a college athlete and the things you got to experience and how you're going to become, um, independent and, you know, seeing yourself as more as an athlete as well. Cause most of us, when we're gymnasts, it's all we do. Like we go to school and we go to gymnastics. So it, kind of becomes our identity. So when you do graduate, it's kind of hard. And that's when, you know, post-grad depression comes in because you're struggling with an identity thing. And if you don't want to coach, then, okay, I got to start from square one. That's something I went through. Um, and it really just helped me learn like, okay, I am more than just a gymnast and I can embrace that because that's something that I've, um, I don't know, when you grow up, you're like, oh, Janae, the gymnast, do a handstand. You know, that's just something yeah. you live for all your life. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's what sold me. Um, and like I said, I visited other schools, but um, I just knew that I was going to reach my potential, not only as a gymnast, but as a person under the coaching staff at UCLA. I knew I wanted to, because it kind of depends what you want to, right? I, I didn't think, I definitely didn't reach my peak in level 10. Like I had much more to learn and a lot more technique to work on and just I had more to I just had more room to grow um but you know if you want to go to college and you said listen I can be an all-arounder and like the top dog and you know the star then you know it just it kind of depends but I knew I needed to surround myself with former elites and Olympians because that was going to elevate me to be my best self um I was level 10 I wasn't um I came from a you know a smaller gym that didn't have like tops came to our gym I think by the time I was 12 so I was already you know, kind of full grown. Um, so learning 10 plus handstands wasn't happening or anything like that. So um, I knew I needed to surround myself with with these gymnasts that, you know, I watched on TV to help me elevate to become my best self. Um, so it's really just what you're looking for in an experience. And I knew UCLA would give me that, that other schools wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no desire to be, you know, the, the, the top incoming freshman that's competing all around. I didn't want to touch beam. Beam was not my best event. So how about I focus on events that, that I'm good at? So yeah, so it's also just, you know, what you're looking for, um, what you want to surround yourself with. And I always like to tell girls, you know, the best loophole is to just go to the summer camps because that's going to give you the best um, sneak peek on what it's going to be like to be a college gymnast at that school. Yeah, very good. Well, I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, I think, you know, you touched on some very important things. And mm-hmm. one of the things, you know, I kind of want, want to talk about, like you mentioned, Ms. Val, you know, because I think a lot of this and even on this journey that we're um, talking about, um, with with what we're doing with the podcast and um, heat performance, which if you didn't know, heat stands for helping equip athlete to tr- to transform. So that's kind of the purpose and the mission of what we're trying to do. I like that. Yeah, thank you. It's funny when I looked up the podcast, I just typed in heat performance and like the Beyonce performances are coming up. <laughs> she had a song called Heat, and I was like, oh, I gotta be more specific. So I typed in gymnastics. So I meant to tell you that I thought it was so funny. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Hey, Beyonce, if you're watching this, you can um, 
sponsor this podcast. Listen, she's <laughs> in LA right now performing tonight. Oh, I guess. Oh, is she? But yeah, yeah. So on the it's the fourth today. So on her birthday, I will not be going, but um, um, I have a lot of friends that are going. So, anyways, I <laughs> just had to mention that because I just thought it was text fun. them really quick and see if they can get a hold of her and uh, you know, send them a link. um yeah going back to it so you kind of talked about um miss val and kind of you know one of the reasons why you wanted to go there was her and even in your speech you talked about the values that she wants from a gymnast now Mm -hmm. can you talk about you know who she was to you and also you know along the journey how did you guys interact you know throughout your recruiting journey yeah so she became like a second mom to me um because again you're you're most some girls were traveling internationally or across the country and you're like away from your family and again i i remember um she was like my big sister she went to washington but she had a lunch with me before i went to college and she said okay janae you know college gymnastics like you know you're going to go to school for gymnastics but really you're going to learn to become independent and an adult and i said no i'm going for gymnastics like that's why I'm going to like go to college and I'm going to do gymnastics but it didn't really click until you get there because you really your parents are not there to help you wake up they're not there to help you with laundry and make sure you're eating and making sure you're waking up on time like obviously we have a lot of support um academically like um you know um, academic advisors and stuff like that but you really need to figure it out so that's why freshman year is so tough for a lot of um student athletes because you're you're just trying to survive the day. Um, So she definitely became like a second mom, a lot of um, tough love for sure. She kept it real with you. She wasn't going to tell you things that um, she, she would tell you things that you needed to hear, even though you didn't want to hear them um, because it came from a place um, of love. And, and I loved how, what I loved about UCLA, honestly, that I think every team should do. So we would take, uh, we took the Enneagram personality test. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's um basically this personality test. You have like, it's like nine types. We have all nine types in us, but you have like, obviously you can have like one dominant or like a tied number, but basically it's a personality test that shows you like what you get, like when you're stressed, what you like what you're like when you're in your best like mental space you know what what are your motivate uh, motivators you know what triggers you and so basically you're kind of seeing like oh these are the types of girls that we have on our team so when I came in freshman year um we had a lot of sixes I'm a six so sixes need a plan like we we like having structure and we're very organized and when like spontaneity kind of like stresses us out so the coaches knew okay um, our team, um, majority of our team are sixes. And so we need to make sure we plan, like have a game plan for each week. Like we can't, you know, because if we don't, it's going to stress them out. So I just think that was really cool to learn. Um, and I think even in the workplace, like, I feel like this can just be beneficial in general, you know, like what kind of, um, people you're getting on your team. Um, and just, you know, especially when it comes to like how they get when they're stressed and what's the best way to get them back from their stress stage to their, you know, best mental state. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. And it's crazy. Cause obviously like, it, I remember my freshman year, there were a lot of sixes, um, sevens are very like spontaneous, like, so sixes and sevens are kind of opposite. And like, you know, you can throw something crazy at a seven and they're going to like enjoy it, but that's going to, you know, freak a six out. And, um, 
And then, yeah, so it's just really, really cool. So I really liked that too, because then I learned a lot about myself. You learn a lot about yourself and you as an individual in college. Um, and Miss Val, she, she just, I don't know, like she had these Miss Val eyes that were very intimidating. And sometimes you didn't know if you were in trouble or if she was going <laughs> to give you a nice compliment. So it's, um, to this day, I still don't know how to navigate it, um, as an adult. And we are like, you know, it passed that like coach athlete dynamic. Like, you know, we just, um, we are just like, we have a really good relationship, but, um, yeah, I think throughout my four years, it really was me because I was a walk-on. Um, I was a walk-on um, and I earned a scholarship in my senior year. Nice. Um, this, like I mentioned before, I, I passed up, you know, other full scholarship opportunities in California at other schools because I knew UCLA was the best option for me. It's what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, and so really my process was knowing and fully fully understanding that I deserve to be there. Mm -hmm. um, and Miss Val made it very clear that we are all on a even level playing field, like because you're a walk-on does not mean, um, you know, you're never going to compete or that you're less than, than the girl that's like, you know, an Olympian or an elite or whatever. So right. um, she really emphasized that. And that's something that I really struggled with, especially my freshman year, just because I felt like I had to, um, I was putting myself in this mindset of like, oh, I'm on thin ice when I wasn't, you know, so she like made it very intentional to be like, no, everyone's on an even playing field. You know, um, I think Amy Smith, who was, a, I, I, you know, hold this like walk on legacy, like the first walk, the first 10. Um, I think it was Amy Smith. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure it was. Um, but the first gymnast to score a 10 at UCLA was a walk on gymnast. And just, um, I liked I, um, and then in my sophomore and junior year, and then on, I just began to embrace this walk-on legacy that you can be a walk-on and you can compete and you can contribute and you don't have to, you know, obviously go for the scholarship for sure. But if it's, if it's something that, um, cause anything can happen, obviously, I think that's why, you know, they changed the rules with the recruiting and stuff. Cause when you recruit so early, you don't know what's going to happen, you know, in the six years when they're like, 13 or 14 or something, but um, definitely go for the scholarship, but just know that it's not the end all be all if you're, if you're a walk-on um, and you can earn a scholarship, I earned a scholarship. And it was after I kind of gave up the the dream of earning one. Cause I, I was already going to be a senior and I was like, okay, like we're going to be a walk on this entire time. This is amazing. This is great. I like, um, you know, was fully embracing it. And then, you know, two scholarships opened up for the two walk-ons that were on the team. It was me and Sonia Mraz and, um, and Sonia, she was the freshman that like competed all around and she was a walk-on. Like she competed the most out of anybody on the team our freshman year and she was a walk-on. So um, yeah. So I would say that was my process of, you know, knowing that I belonged there. I was competing, I was contributing. Um, I was told that I would never compete for UCLA, you know, so really just letting go of those those naysayers that were telling me certain things and really understanding that I was meant to be there. And Miss Val and Kristen Randy, I don't know, really just um, helped me fully understand that I deserve to be there. And they helped me become my best self and gymnast. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Like, as you mentioned, um, you know, having those naysayers now if I may ask you know when you say those naysayers were there people like close to you were they you know either teammates or your own coaches or my know, own coaches yeah they were my own coaches. Back in club back in you know when you're at um UCLA 
um, you know, and just, just to kind of specify, cause I think some yeah. people feel the same things that you're feeling, you know, so that you can kind of relate it. So yeah, absolutely. I'm very open on this. Yeah. So it was my club coaches. Um, and I had, when I came back from my first UCLA camp, I was 12 and granted, yes, I was a level eight and had a long way to go, but you know, I had six years to <laughs> figure it out. Um, and I know, I just feel like there's a, I feel like there, there's a, there's a way to go about when, when you want to be real with your gymnast, but also still encouraging. Right. Um, yeah. but when I, you know, went to my, um, one of my coaches and I said, Oh, like, I really want to go to UCLA. It's my dream school. And he immediately said like, Oh, you'll never be able to compete for UCLA. Um, and I remember just being taken aback, like, oh, that, why, <laughs> you know, um, I just didn't expect that, you know, I think yeah. especially like if your gymnast is not there yet, be like, okay, well, UCLA has elites and Olympians. And besides saying, oh, you'll never be able to do it. Like you have to work really hard. Like you understand, like, this is the goal. So you need to take these steps to be able to be considered rather than just counting it out fully. Um, and I know they, you know, they probably were really hoping I would like take a scholarship, but um, I really had to lean on my support system, which were my parents. My parents knew what my dream was. They knew I wanted to go to UCLA. I had the conversation with them already with, you know, financial stuff because I would be paying to go to school, but they knew what I wanted. And um, I, I knew that I wouldn't be where I am today in my career or what I'm doing if I didn't go to UCLA, you know, if I, if I had gone to, you know, the schools that my club coaches wanted me to go to, I, I don't, I'd probably, I wouldn't be in this situation. I wouldn't be doing the things that I'm doing. Um, and I knew I wouldn't, um, I just, and granted, and hey, that's why I kept my um, options open. Like I went to go visit the schools that they wanted me to go to, but I just didn't get that same feel, feeling, the same fire yeah. when I was, you know, going on um, and visiting the campuses and stuff, but I still went. It's not like I said, hell, I don't want to even visit. Like I did visit and fully, um, you know, um, kept my options open, but I just knew where my heart was. And um eventually they had to accept it by the time I started competing at UCLA I don't know just um I think it, it definitely came from there they they wanted the best for me yeah for sure like I'm not saying like they were you know discouraging me or anything but I just think you know it I um it was, it was like an interesting way to go about it. Like it just, it was discouraging. Like I felt like I had to prove myself that entire time. And that carried over into like my freshman year because yeah. I felt like I didn't belong because I was told, oh, you're never going to compete. Um, and I, and because I'm being told uh, Janae, it's an even playing field, like you're totally fine. I still had this idea that like, I didn't belong there yeah. and that I made the wrong choice and that, oh, I should have settled and gone to these other schools because, you know, I'm paying for my books and books are expensive, you know, and like just yeah. all these things. But that like really stuck with me because I was told that for for so long, you know, like, but I knew what I wanted. Um, and I'm 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 not you know, being negative towards them or anything. It's just like the way that I just feel like if, if I was a coach, I would have been like, Hey, this is what's happening. This is how their program looks. So we're going to have to work on this, this, and this, if you really want it, you know, keep yeah. your options open, but I'm going to do everything in my power as a coach to get you to your goal. Cause I know what you want. Right. Um, 
And as the gymnast grows older and as you know, and you know, you don't know what's going to happen in the next six years, but it's like, you know, still like be real with them, but still be supportive. It was like, they counted it out before um, I even had a chance. I was only 12 <laughs> and so much growth to do. Um, but yeah, so I know it definitely probably came from a place of just like, oh, like, you know, but you can be the star here. And I'm like, I don't want to be the star. I have no desire to be the, the, like, um, what is it called? Like the freshman of the week and stuff like that. I was like, I, I am not that good right now. <laughs> like I want to be great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's just really leaning on your, um, your support system, even if, if it's your own coaches or even friends that are close to you and stuff like that, just really leaning on your support system. Um, and those were my parents at the time. They, they knew what my dream was and they had my back the entire time. Um, even in the, in the, in the dinners that we'd have with my coaches when they're like really pushing the other schools on me. And they're like, no, like our daughter wants to go to UCLA and have her back. Um, and, um, if this is what she wants to do, this is her choice. And, um, this is what she's going to do. And so, yeah. So that was my experience. Yeah. So with that, those coaches, once you started, like you got there and you started competing for them, did you mm -hmm. ever have a chance to interact with them? And did they ever like, um, acknowledge that, you know, your dreams that you were saying back then, you know, and their response to it, that you were able to accomplish it and be proud of you for it. Did you ever feel like you got that reciprocation from those coaches? No, not really. Um, one of them actually judged would judge at UCLA meets too. Um, and still there was like a disconnect. Um, I remember having a conversation with one of them and it, it, we had to explain like our sides, but it, it just, I felt like, you know, we, st we still didn't have like see eye to eye even after I graduated and stuff like that. Um, and um, I remember, you know, they they felt, you know, they felt hurt for me speaking my truth of like talking about like, listen, this is like this is what you guys told me. But it's not like I was coming from a place of, you know, oh, what was me? And this is what happened. And, you know, my coaches were so terrible. That's not what I said. I just said, like, listen, like this was my dream. I had naysayers. There were my own coaches and this is how it affected me as I went through my college career. It wasn't me. It was just me speaking my truth and my experience. Yeah. Um, and it was hard because I had, I, it felt like I had to feel sorry for speaking my truth because of just how my experience was. Um, and yeah, so no, I would say not really. Um, I did, I did have to, you know, again, explain my side and say like, this is how I felt and how I was treated. And my parents can back me up because they were sitting there with me. <laughs> so um, during all of our meetings, when it came to recruiting and um, yeah, and honestly that I started like once I graduated high school that I started driving like two and a half hours to start training with Chris Waller. Um, because I knew I needed that better coaching and better training to prepare me for that next step to UCLA. Um, but no, there's no hate in my heart. I need to emphasize that too, because yeah. uh, me and my senior speech, like it was taken the wrong way. Um, and so there really isn't like, listen, I, I always loved the sport. I was never burnt out. Um, my parents did a really good job of, um, 
you know, after every season, like giving me a two week break of no gymnastics because burnout is also really, really prevalent in our sport. It's a year round sport. It's not like a seasonal thing like football and basketball and softball and, you know, where you can just do other things like gymnastics is very, very rigorous. Um, so I love the sport from beginning to end. Um, and I can thank my parents and honestly, just the my experience at, at the gym that I went to. I just loved the sport so much. So there's just yeah, if anything, it just showed me like, this is how I want to encourage girls, you know, as I'm teaching them choreography or like when younger girls come to me with their experiences. But yeah, the the naysayers can also be your coaches. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just think you can be real with them, but also still be like, hey, like my job is to help you reach your goals. Yeah. Um, and even if they're extremely far-fetched, be like, listen, like, you know, I just think there's a way to go about it. That's not yeah. just, like, oh, right. So how did you use the, you know, that <clears throat> energy from, from what they had said to be able to, um, you know, become who you are today? Like, what did you do with that? Like, and when you mentioned choreography and stuff like that, um, did that influence how you go about what you do now? Um, Cause I think, you know, at times there are, you know, we go through things that are super, you know, definitive that define certain moments in our life that really yeah. cause us to be able to um, see things from a certain perspective. Or even when we're working with people, we're trying to be aware that some of the experiences that we had, we don't, you know, um, create that same thing for somebody else. So um, do you feel, you know, because of, you know, how your coaches responded to your goals of where you said you wanted to go, does that drive how you go about, you know, what you do, choreography or anything that you're doing in life right now? Yeah, uh, it was my main motivator to get to UCLA. Um, it, it's hard to, um, excuse me, train every day um, to like working towards your goal when you were told that's not going to happen. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to do everything I can. Since you don't think I can do it, <laughs> then I'm going to figure out a way that I can. Um, and I had a, I had a coach who ended up coming in, I think my senior year. Um, he was amazing. His name was Alan Nevins. And he um, was really passionate about like, he went to all the conferences and stuff and knew the technique I needed and um, to be better and was like really intentional with working with me on specific things and technique that training that I just didn't get even growing up and just seeing how much better my gymnastics was in just that last year was really, you know, because of the the new coach that came in um, to help out. And yeah, I would say it was my main motivator um, in those six years. And even even and um, even at UCLA, I had already competed in, um, in, in my freshman year because I remember my parents came down and said, oh, you think you're going to be in lineup? And I was like, I think so, but I don't I don't know. And I started competing on vault and then I get, got thrown in on bars and I still felt like I I felt like I had finally like proved them wrong, but it, it just, it still stuck with me. Like I still felt like I had that, that, that weight of just like, oh, but I just, maybe I'm not supposed to be here still, even though I'm competing, you know? And, mm. um, but yeah. And even today, just, um, it just taught me to lean on my support system. So, um, we go through challenges, like life is always in session. We go through challenges every day, whether it be, um, when, in the adult world, the adulting is adulting is hard. Taxes yeah. are hard. Um, just, like life is tough. Um, right. and, um, 
we go through many seasons in life and whether it be like personal with family, with friendships, relationships, coaching team, just anything you're going through, but really just leaning on, on your support system and really trusting those people that have your best interest and know your heart um, and leaning on that. So that just taught me to lean on my support system um, in that time. And even well after college and what I do now is just really leaning on the people that, that, know my goals and my intentions in this life and they know what I'm passionate about and what I do and um kind of blocking out the people that are you know always negative or you know we you know we all know those people that can be um kind of draining when you're around them so just being very intentional with who you spend your time with and stuff so yeah um, we're still learning it's a journey (laughs) absolutely no and I think that's that's the nice thing about life is life allows us to be able to take what it throws at us and for us to decide what we're going to do with it. You know, um, we can decide that we're going to become better or we can d- allow, you know, life to kind of beat us down, you know, and seeing that, yeah. you know, you use it as a motivator to be able to get to where you wanted and to compete, you know, and also to be able to um, be able to talk about it even now, you know, and still be moving forward, which is great. Um, I also want to want to talk about, um, you know, your your other coaches. So, you know, Chris Waller was the assistant as well as Randy Lane, um, was mm-hmm. their assistant. Um, Randy Lane currently is the head coach at LIU Long Island University. Um, yep. He's been a big, big advocator for, um, you know, more college gymnastics programs. Um, and then Chris Waller, as I mentioned, you know, was the um, head coach after Miss Val. Um, but I want you to talk about them too in how they impacted you in your career at UCLA, but yes. also them as people, what kind of impacts they had on you. Yes. So I'll start with Chris because Chris became like my second dad too. So like Miss Val was like the mom, but Chris was um amazing. Like I like I said, I, I started driving to um his club gym in the summer before I got to UCLA just to help with training. Um, and he's so passionate, um, and just always wants to get you fired up. Um, and you know, it's really just, just him figuring out, you know, what best motivates the athlete. He's going to approach every athlete differently. Again, you know, from the personality test, like, Oh, Janae needs to, I shouldn't yell at her. She's going to start crying. So let's figure out like how to, you know, um, I was pretty slow as a, as a freshman. I, I took a lot of turns. I like finishing assignments. I was not very efficient. Um, you know, I finally figured it out by senior year, but just, you know, but, you know, working through that, you know, I would be in like, you know, but Chris would always just be the one to kind of keep knowing that like why why you're there and you know it's like you're here for a team and a collective goal it's not an individual sport anymore um so finish the assignment in a, in a timely manner also you can't just take a bunch a bunch of turns because now you were 18 and your body's breaking down like you know from the 18 to 22 you know our bodies aren't bouncing back like they were when we were 14 so um, you know, looking to the seniors, like, look how efficient they are. They're, they're finishing their assignment in like less than five turns, you know, you don't need to, and then, you know, just kind of figuring that out. Um, our relationship grew into something so amazing. I don't even know how to describe it. Like we were getting, it just got to the point where, you know, like my senior year, um, 
like we would um I would I was efficient but it'd be like very um determined but like playful and you know like I would always like steal his food and just like you know just like little things like that where we would just have like this this um like relate and granted every t- every girl is going to have a different relationship with all the coaches but this is just like my my like experience with the coaches um but yeah I think because Chris he um became like my freshman year Miss Val was always on like choreography and beam um and so I would work with her on like my dance and stuff like that but Randy was on bars my freshman year and Chris had like vault and floor and then they flipped I think from sophomore year on so um so once I had Chris on bars you know it was really about um my knee, I, I had three knee surgeries by the time I finished. So really just figuring out, okay, like, how's the, like, how, look, Kyla Ross sticks this way. You're going to stick this way, but figuring out like, cause every gymnast is different. Like Kyla Ross, you know, had glued feet, but she was able to just like, like keep her, her knees bent and be fine. But I needed to like land and pop up. Like I needed to like straighten my legs because, you know, staying down, I would like tip and stuff like that. So just being really intentional on, how each gymnast best trains and how they're best motivated. And he's going to use that to become your best self. I feel like that's, you know, what he, cause you know, the way he would approach me um, when I was having like a bad day is different, how would be a different way he would approach a different athlete um, or a different teammate when they were having a bad day. Um, so that's a little bit of Chris. He's just, he's amazing. I think he, he's, um, um, he belongs in the gym. He, he's really passionate about what he does. And just, I'm very, um, blessed and thankful that I was able to experience him as a coach. And then Randy, um, I was an overthinker. So Randy knew just to keep my cues simple and like not fill my brain with a bunch of, with a bunch of, um, a bunch of things, because, you know, I feel like when you get a bunch of corrections, corrections, and it gets pretty overloaded and you get overwhelmed. So, um, when I would have Randy on vault or even on bars, it just, it would just be very like, okay, you need to do this and this that's it. And he would just be the loudest person to cheer for you. He was also very real too. I th- I would say all of the coaches were really real and, you know, um, just amazing. Yeah. I, um, I, I went to New York literally, um, when I brought my mom out, um, back in April and we got coffee cause Randy is still out there. So, um, it's just really cool to see them still doing what they're doing. And, um, just wanted to help out and be advocates and, you know, help push this to be their best self. But yeah, they're all amazing. I loved the coaching staff, even when we had like Dom as when he came in as an assistant coach for floor, just all of them, like they all like worked so well together. And even in my senior year, it was like the easiest year we had, like maybe two team meetings that entire year. And um, the whole team was bought in and, and the coaches I would probably agree that it was also the easiest year because it was just, you know, little drama. And, you know, we finally had it figured out because every team is different. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Um, I, You know, I think touching on the topics of your coaches, I think is really important because um, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, the reasons why some people go there initially is, you know, as you said, going to certain places because, um, it, it was UCLA and you went to their camps, but then also when you get to know your coaching staff and you know their heart for you and they know how intentional they have been, you know, like they intentionally learn who Janae Honest was as a gymnast and as a person and yeah. what would get you to be able to get the best out of you, right? 
right. and also cared about you, you know, and um, with myself being a coach, th that's something I'm learning, like just listening to you talk, I'm just, you know, self-reflecting, you know, in myself, you know, just hearing you just talk about, you know, some of the things that you go through that sometimes we may not always know as coaches, just because yeah. either, especially for me, I wasn't a gymnast. So not having the same um, experience. Were you not? Nope. Oh, <laughs> like Miss Val. Miss Val wasn't a gymnast either. That's so yeah. great. <laughs> and so sometimes it's, um, it's nice to be able to hear from, you know, the gymnasts and their experiences, because then it, it puts us in check to be able to truly understand, you know, how to, how to meet those each individual where they're at and get the right. most out of them, you know, and help them accomplish their goals. And the right. other factor too is, you know, your peers, your teammates, and how big of a deal that was. Can you talk about when you're coming into UCLA, who was there and who are some of the um, girls that were currently on the team prior during your recruiting process that kind of, you know, uh, impacted you? And then also segue into talking about your team mates you know during the years you were there and some of the relationships that you have you had built during your time but also relationships that you have now right um okay yeah I just wanted to touch on um what you said about the coaches and the athletes I also think it's really important for the athletes to communicate with their coaches I think sometimes we we shut down when something when the, when something is said and we just think okay I think we should leave it at that but really just communicating with your coaches if you have a mental clock or something's happening or if if like any situation just communication goes a long way and it and that continues to be a thing whether it be you know coach to coach coach to athlete and if something um is wrong or something is up then you need to communicate that and you know it needs to be like this relationship because you want to help you you know the coach wants to help the athlete elevate, but it's kind of helping each other elevate as well. Um, so kind of breaking down that barrier of like, oh, they're the coach. So I think I just, I'm just going to stay quiet, but really just showing the coach, you know, how that affected you or, you know, whatever, like, Hey, like I'm, I'm not really in my best place, like best, like headspace today. Like, can we do basics because I don't feel safe to do this? Like, and that became a, a real thing when I came in college. Cause sometimes, you know, a full bar routine and you and like let's say like there was a death in the family or like something's going on at home and you don't feel mentally just like there in the gym um but communicating that and that just became um a, that and you know I feel like that the culture is finally changing in the gym where you know there's definitely more um communication and like we're gymnastics is very uh, it's like 90 or any sport is 90 percent mental but you know we can get seriously injured so just checking in with your athlete like how are we feeling today is this a day where we can push through or is this a day where we need to go back to basics and we're still getting something done and we're being constructive um and productive and not um the opposite I can't think of the word right now but not um counterproductive yeah um but yeah so I came in uh Samantha Peshik took a fifth year my set my my freshman year so I was really excited to be on the team with her um because I watched her in 08 so it was just really cool to be teammates with her and it's cool to just you know work with her because she's um, you know the founder of Bean Queen and I'm a, I'm a choreograph choreograph oh my goodness choreographer for Bean Queen boot camp yeah and um and then who else Denisha Francis was on the team Sadiqa Bynum 
um, Jenny Pinches. I'm trying to think of like Hallie Mosette, who's, you know, assistant coach at Stanford now. Um, obviously Peng Peng Lee, who is still in LA and we're, we're very close. Um, uh, I'm trying to, <laughs> there's just so many. And I just also loved, um, the diversity too. That's another thing that drove me to, um, to UCLA. I just loved how diverse, um, the teams were, or the team was, um, because I come from, um, like a predominantly like white area. So I just loved, like, I, I wanted to like experience other cultures and people and different backgrounds. And that was something that was really important to me. Yeah. Um, and then people that were on the team when I was being recruited, that really inspired me. I would say like Vanessa Zamoripa, um, Maddie Larson, when she was on the team, um, who else? Uh, Monique De, De La Torre, um, Alyssa Pritchett. Um, I'm really like, and just the, oh, uh, well, I don't know if um, Ariana Berlin was on the team, I think like when I was being recruited, but just, I remember her um, always seeing her routines and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, Elise Hoffner-Hibbs. Yeah, the list goes on. I don't know. But like, and then, so it's cool to um, when, when you see, when you watch them compete, whether it's on TV or you go to Polly and then you, you, um, go to the summer camps and like some of them are your counselors and you're like freaking out, you know? So, um, yeah. So I would say, you know, even, um, yeah, Kaylee Bayer and just, you know, and it was really cool, you know, when I would go to the meets and they would recognize me from camp and stuff like that. And, um, and just seeing how much fun they were having and, you know, knowing their backgrounds, knowing which ones are walk-ons and seeing them compete, just like that, that type of thing that kept me motivated, like, oh, she's a walk-on and she's out here on the floor. Um, if they don't have a scholarship for me, you know, especially when, um, because the rules changed. Cause when I was, when I was being recruited, the rules were different. And, you know, by the time, um, I, I finally, like after my freshman year, like all the scholarships were gone, you know? So it's just, it's nice that the rules have changed because I wish it could be back like in the early two thousands where you would take your full five college visits and then you'd make your decision. Because I think that's so important to like, visit the school um rather than see like oh like this team is doing this so I want to go there but it's like oh do you want to live there for four to five years you know do they have the programs that you want to study like these are all the things that you know you need to think about because it's your future after um your student first so it's like you got to think about the things that's going to come after gymnastics I would say like my really good friend we were roommates is Melissa Metcalf we're really really close but she's you know coaching up at at Airborne and then um Pua Hall is still in LA Sonia's at nursing school over in Massachusetts um um Rochelle's doing her thing there was like a big class Carly um who is our manager. She's really close living in LA. She's a teacher. So it's cool just to see us all doing like the things that we're really passionate about. Um, But yeah, so I think I answered your question of like, who was there and then who was there when I was there and then like what we're doing (laughs) or like who I'm so close with. But yeah, it's it's really cool. It's, It's cool to have that sisterhood I mean I I went to I would come from like a small area so um I was I would really compete by myself um by the time I was a level 10 so it was cool to have like Bruin sisters and have that community and and not be alone because that's what makes it fun in college gymnastics because it's like a team oriented thing um so talk about even the the uh, the campus because 
Um, I think, you know, UCLA is a big, um, at least in regards to, um, if you talk about it, a lot of people know of UCLA, so they could have the yeah. assumption that it might be this humongous school. How did it feel to you? Did it feel like it was a really big campus? Was there a lot of yeah. people there? Um, LA is obviously has a lot of people, so you could assume <laughs> that UCLA has a lot of um, people there. And so can you talk about like, excuse me, college life at UCLA, um, you know, right outside of gymnastics. Right. Um, it's actually the smallest UC campus, fun fact. Um, so it felt really snug. UCLA is built like a bowl. So up here was um, the dorms and stuff. And then you go down the hill and then there's like Polly and like the Ash Center and like Kirkhoff and, you know, the coffee shops and food places. And then up here and then as you go up, it's like where all the um, classes are. So it's, it's, it's actually pretty snug. It's not crazy. Like I know UC Davis, you need a bike to go get places because everything is super spread out. Um, and yeah, because you're in LA, you're going to see people and celebrities and athletes like um, in the off seasons, you know, um, like NFL players will be playing, you're practicing, you know, on the football field, you know, where um, UCLA football plays or even on the IM field, you know, you'll have um, like celebrities and athletes bring their kids to summer camps because it's LA and we're by Beverly Hills. Um, so, and then because we're right next to Westwood, which has the two famous theaters, <laughs> like um, the Westwood theater and, you know, the other one that's right across the street, there's premieres that happen there all the time like red carpet premieres so like a list it's just really cool who you run into I just I remember one time um I was getting a bazooki with Sofina de Jesus um at BJ's and we surprisingly there was like no one in BJ's at this time and we like were sat upstairs for some reason but like the whole bottom floor was empty and like Kendall Jenner was like having lunch and we were like is that Kendall Jenner? And it's just, you know, it's crazy. I know people that have seen Zendaya. I mean, like just the, the movie premieres that happen, like you just, you don't know who you're going to run into, but just you can be starstruck. But yeah, so it was, it was really cool. I wanted to go to UCLA because, you know, I wanted to be like being broadcasting and dance is something I'm really passionate about. So LA just seemed like the hub for what I want to do, which is another reason why I was, you know, very set on going to UCLA because I knew just it had, it was like the perfect place and the perfect opportunity for me to be in the place that I would thrive for what I want to do as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's crazy. You never know who you're going to run into and you can, you know, people you'll see like cameras around or, you know, like a group of people and you're like, Oh, who's here. Um, we have Bruin bashed, you know, and there'll be like celebrity judges. I think Corbin blue was one time and, um, they'll get like really, um cool performers and stuff so it's just it's a really good time I think if anything I always like to tell um people that are going into college to just take in every moment I know you're trying to survive the day especially freshman year but right. the four years fly by and if you take a fifth year it, it still flies by you don't know where the where the time goes but just if I would have if if I would have known what I know now it'd have been like just just you know doing my best every day but really um, being grateful for each day that I get to be there because I was it, like fully living my dream. It was my dream to go to UCLA. And I'm not saying that I didn't, but it's like, I wish I would have just enjoyed it more. Cause I remember my senior year, I'm like walking to class. I'm like, wow, I have two more weeks here. And it's, 
crazy. I don't know. So just really taking in each day and, and just not taking it for granted because I know you can get lost in the busyness and the hustle and you're just trying to make it through the day, but just kind of taking little moments for yourself to center and like be grounded. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, and thank you for kind of talking about that and, you know, <laughs> kind of give the listeners and the viewers, you know, kind of, uh, a perspective of, because again, if you haven't been there, it's hard to really imagine those things. And, mm-hmm. um, and also some of the, uh, misconceptions that people may have, or even to, uh, verify some of the conceptions, some of the thoughts that people do have. Right. Um, the, the final thing I, I want to kind of talk about is I want to talk about, you know, where, like, what are you doing now? What has gymnastics done for you and where has it led you to now? So you mentioned a little bit about choreography. Yeah. So how did uh, a girl grew up in California who was in the middle of nowhere, mind you, like central California. So the Valley, lots of cows and cornfields. So definitely don't think the Bay or even SoCal, your girl was up in the middle. So definitely more Mm -hmm. small town vibe for sure when it comes to California. But yeah. (laughs) yeah. So how did you get from where you came from, a small town girl to UCLA? where you could see celebrities at almost any given time. Yeah. Being on one of the most watched programs, especially yeah. when you think about their floor routines and their bar routines who and a, a program that is filled with Olympians but wasn't a star in regards to having a title coming in to yeah. what did that lead you in now? I know some of the things that you're doing, but I want yeah. people for you to talk about where it's led you to and what are like some or all the things that you're involved in, including um, how you mentioned choreography and also um, those beam boot, the beam boot camps that are by. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um, I knew I wanted to be in broadcasting. Um, I never was the kid that said, I want to be th- this when I grow up, but I knew I wanted to do something with TV that wasn't acting. <laughs> um, and I knew I wanted to be in front of the camera, um, which is crazy because I was not a very compelling speaker, especially as a freshman. And so when the coaches were like, you want to do broadcasting, but they weren't like, ooh, you shouldn't. But it was like, okay, how can we help her find her voice if this is what she wants to do? So there's another example of just like, okay, we going to figure this out, you know, like, cause I did not speak freshman year. I just, I was very, because I was a walk-on and I was already just scared in general to speak up. Um, so it was, it's nice. It was nice to, you know, finally find my voice and find my place and how I lead and also continuing to build on that. Um, but so I um, started working in the communications department, just figuring out ways I can do um, Q and A's and just like work on like my interview um style and then um me and Pang were co-hosts for Bruin Banter which is that seasonal show um to cover like the gymnastics season and we had hosts every week and it was a YouTube um posted on YouTube uh, UCLA Athletics um YouTube which was really cool and so that was a way to get me like okay this is me kind of figuring out like is this something I can do absolutely it was just so much fun especially because it was pre-recorded and it kind of gave you that vibe of like you know prepping, you know, for the show every week and stuff like that. So once I graduated, it's a lot. That's why I said, you know, um, it's really important to lean on your support system because um, you go from having so much structure. um, You know, I did this sport for 17 years and then, you know, I didn't want to coach. So it's like, okay, well, what I want to do now, I have to start from square one. Um, 
and I didn't have time to do um, like a crazy like traveling internships or anything like that. But just knowing and understanding that it was going to work out. I didn't know how, but just knowing that it was going to work out. Yeah. Um, and so I knew I wanted to do broadcasting. I did not know when my first gig was going to happen, um, but I graduated in 2018, had my major knee surgery, um, full cartilage transplant, and then went on job interviews. I knew I needed to stay in LA, but rent is expensive. So I knew I needed to um, figure out how I was going to pay my rent, you know, once that stipend stopped. Um, so um, I knew I didn't really want to go into like retail or or serving or anything like that. I want wanted to you know have like a more corporate job just to give me like those business development skills um and so I um started working at a law firm and I still work at that law firm actually I just do a lot but so um I work at a law firm um and that would just give me like my consistent you know like okay I have a job here to keep me in LA um and then Sam who at the time was working with Pac-12 um reached out to me so this was like you know in November I graduated in 2018 and she said hey Pac-12 is looking for some analysts and you know I recommended you because I knew that I know this is what you want to do and I said yes um it was the most nerve-wracking thing I'd ever done I don't sweat when I'm nervous I've never sweated any time before a meet but believe me when I was sitting down in that chair about to cover my first Pac-12 dual meet I was like perspiring it was like so much I was so nervous I was shaking um but yeah so I got my first Pac-12 gig six months after graduating um strictly just from my 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 um my um network already and just people knowing what I want to do um and I obviously it was my first one I was really nervous but once I got my footing you know they kept asking me back and you know um I was given more and more meat each year um and then dance is something I've always been very passionate about you know I did dance and gymnastics at the same time um obviously I was more focused on gymnastics because you know um I, I loved both, but I really just, especially when college came into the picture, you know, you just have to, I think with those two, you have to really commit to fully to one, um, but I would dance whenever I could. So um, um, my club gym at the time, you know, we had a whole dance rotation. We had recitals, like we had that. I don't think clubs really do that anymore, but we literally had dance recitals like in a theater <laughs> like, and it was this whole production thing. So yeah. I really loved that. And so by the time I got to high school and I transferred from my private school, because my parents were like, all right, well, she's going to a public college. So she's going to need to go to a public school so she can kind of get used to, you know, my more diversity and bigger classes. You know, the private school I went to each graduating class was 60. And then that's just, that's a big culture shock too, especially if you're going from that to a big public university. So they had to go to public school, but they had a dance team which means I didn't have to do PE. <laughs> so I auditioned for that and um, 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 made the cut for the advanced performance dance team. So that meant we were doing like the rallies, um, dance shows. We were doing the um, marching band stuff. We were doing all of that. And it was just really cool to kind of actually be in, be in a dance world that didn't affect like practice at all. Cause that was at school. Yeah. Um, yes, there were times where I had, you know, to compete at nationals or regionals and I would miss, you know, the dance show, but we made it work, but it, it was able for me to continue with my passion for that. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I give credit to K4. She was my <laughs> dance teacher in high school um, because I'm fully immersed in, immersed myself in, in um, the dance world now that I retired from gymnastics. So um 
I think I maybe took like two dance classes as a student athlete. So now that I like fully, after I um, retired, I like just started taking more classes. Heels is my jam, but like hip hop, jazz, funk and, and contemporary. Um, as long as I'm taking classes, I'm happy. If gigs come along, it's amazing. But um, yeah. I did um, I did a music video. I did stunts for a little bit. Um, a lot of gymnasts go into stunting because it's an easy transition. But if your body's healthy, go for it. I did it for a year and a half and I was like, my knees are hurting, my back hurts. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think I was in that phase where it's like, okay, let me try everything and see what I like and see like what's going to stick and what's not and what I'm not the biggest fan of. And so um, I always tell girls, like, especially girls that are graduating now, it's just like, try all the things. Like you don't have to have it figured out when you're 23, like this is your time to figure it out. Right. Um, especially, you know, when, if there's a career you think you want to do and then like life happens and you're like, actually, I'm not the fan of this and you can switch it. You can always switch. Like I work at a law firm still, and, um, I have attorneys that didn't go to law school until they were 40. So it's like, we have time. So just knowing you have time and you don't have to like stick to this one thing. Um, but yeah, so, um, I still do broadcasting that that's something I do seasonally um uh, every gymnastic season and um I have a manager and we're like you know trying to expand to other sports and other networks too but that takes time because you know you know you got to build your resume but um there's that and then um because I was a former gymnast I started um you know doing choreography on um the side as well like for floor routines and stuff and I said I don't do beam and so it was really cool for Samantha Peshik who was the founder of Beam Queen Boot Camp you know to reach out to me and, and say hey we need a choreographer tomorrow in Michigan are you free <laughs> you know so she flew me out like <laughs> That night, um, I hopped on a red eye and choreographed something in my brain on the flight um, to to Michigan. And um, it's just really cool that, you know, for someone that beam was not her jam, I do like the event a lot, but it just didn't naturally come to me. But, you know, there's a place for me in the beam camp family. So that is something, you know that I do throughout the summer, you know, whenever there's like pop-up events, it's um, Beam Queen Bootcamp is a, for those who don't know, is a, it's like a clinic that travels all around the country. It's like a two-day clinic, um, but it's specifically curated for Balance Beam, which to me is the scariest event. <laughs> so like, and you're doing um, drills and upgrades and confidence and nutrition, choreography skills, like it's, but it's everything like around beam. And it's something I wish that existed when I was a gymnast. Cause baby, I think I would have been a beamer if it was. Um, right. so that's something I'm doing as well. And, um, yeah, I, like I said, I fully dove into the dance world. So I'm now, I just got accepted into this dance mentorship, Cameron Lee's dance mentorship. So I'm training every Saturday from 6 to 10 p.m. and every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. Um, and I had the same mindset. You know, I went to UCLA to reach my potential as a gymnast and as a person. And Cameron Lee has that same intensity that like Miss Val, Randy and Chris did when it comes to, you know, reaching your, um, tapping into your star quality when it comes to performance. Um, and that's why I wanted to get into this mentorship. And it's okay because I, feel it's never too late I feel like I'm definitely one of the older one mentees in there but not letting that get to me because um I love dance and I want to 
reach my potential as a performer. So that's why I'm in it. But yeah, so that's what I'm doing right now. I don't know if I miss anything. I got an Emmy um, in broadcasting, you know, um, me and Sam both have one because we were on the broadcast together. It was um, Miss Val's last meet. It won an Emmy for um, best live sports broadcast. And that was my first time doing sideline and you know, just knowing that, like, no, listen, Janae, like, you're meant to be, like, this is meant to be, don't have that imposter syndrome or anything like that. Um, We won nationals. I don't know. I'm just, yeah, thinking, but we won nationals my senior year. So that was also really cool and a cherry on top um, to go to my dream school and us to, you know, have it, to figure it out and, you know, win a national championship and um, seeing us do all these cool things now, now that we're, um, fully into this adult world. I think I covered everything. Let me know if I didn't, but yeah, no, so I, think it's good. I do a lot though. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's good because I think it gave a full picture and I think you did a great job, um, talking about that, you know, uh, talking about what got you to US- UCLA and then mm-hmm. talking about your, you know, the campus, talking about your time there, talking about your coaches, talking yeah. about your teammates, and um, and then how life can happen outside of gymnastics. Because sometimes, because we're in this uh, sport that really tells us what to do the whole time, right? It's it's very hard for gymnasts to feel like they're free on their own because for the most part, you're told you know what your assignment is and how many reps you do, you know, and things like that. And so, um getting to a place where you have to become independent, you know, can be hard and to transition into certain careers, but all the other tools and the the work ethic and the the um hours and the dedication that you put in, it really gets you ready for those things just because you've been working hard at it, you know, and having support systems, you know, like you talked about is very, very crucial and important, but, you know, to kind of, to, to, to talk about it again, um, like doing life outside of it, you know, um, outside of gymnastics and being able to still be a part of the sport, you know, but also have other things like being in a law office, right. Or, you know, um, choreography for an event that you didn't really, um, feel like (laughs) your event. Right. And it's cool how life really works and it, you know, and, and, and life puts you in positions where you're supposed to be right. You just stay consistent with what you know you're supposed to do and you just trust the process and it always places you where you need to be. Even if it may not seem like it, it's either placing you or getting you ready to be where you're supposed to be, you know? So I really appreciate you taking time to be vulnerable um, and to talk about um, your experience. Um, you know, I'd like to, you know, sometimes you know, uh, follow up. Um, I'm hoping to be able to connect with the coaches at UCLA um, and get there um, and, you know, kind of talk to them, but also be there in person. And, you know, okay. maybe even um, if I'm at a competition, be able to be like, hey, you see Janae, who we had on the podcast doing what she's doing live and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and even just having other conversations um, and possibly, you know, talking to some of your other teammates um, and stuff like that about their experiences. Um, and, you know, I want to encourage other um, other gymnasts to be able to feel okay telling your story because it's going to motivate um, the ones who are coming behind you or even the ones who are doing what you did. Um, I think it's really important that your peers hear um, about the same things that is probably processing in their own head and their own mind. We 
all have probably gone through some of the things that Janae has talked about. I know as coaches too, you know, some of the things that Janae has talked about, I've experienced and being able to check myself and know that, hey, there's areas I can get better. Um, so I really appreciate you, Janae, taking time to, you know, talk to uh, me on this on this platform and to really share your story. And I hope this encourages other athletes to be able to talk about their journeys and um, to encourage, as I said, the the young ones coming behind them or even the ones that are, um, you know, um, in college gymnastics right now. Because I I believe that your peers is your greatest um, influence. So when you, whenever you're around people, even though other people may motivate you like celebrities or your coaches and stuff, you really are driven by the ones who are right next to you because they can relate more directly to you than anybody else. And so having someone like you, who's still, you know, young and still involved in the sport and can talk to the experience, I think it's going to impact a lot. And again, thank you for sharing your story. And thank you, um, everyone, for tuning in for another episode of Heated Conversations. Remember, um, like, share, subscribe, and leave comments and questions that you may want me to ask in the future.